If the forward contract was haute couture, the futures contract was strictly off the rack, a generic piece of paper. And the futures contract was a great equalizer. It attracted people like Hutchinson, who built a meatpacking plant in brand new stockyards south of town. He didn't need much money to trade. With a small amount of money down, he could buy a futures contract and flip it for a large profit. As long as he bought low and sold higher, in either order, he would turn a profit. The city was full of opportunity seekers like him. It also had a bunch of thrill seekers. Professional gamblers from Mississippi riverboats poured into Chicago and its gambling dens during the Civil War. Men bet on cards, checkers, horses, boxing, and rat fights. They filled neighborhoods like the Sands, just north of the river. A stretch of Randolph Street became known as Hair Trigger Block because so many men went there to settle their fights with guns. With futures, traders were more than gamblers. Gamblers created risks to bet on. They threw dice that didn't have to be thrown. They ran horses that didn't have to run. But in the futures business, men had no need to manufacture risks because they bet on risks that would present themselves. The corn crop could fail. The farmers could be snowed in and unable to deliver grain. So the futures traders provided insurance. By locking in prices in advance, they took risks that other people didn't want. And the more the better. With traders milling around, whenever a farmer or merchant wanted to trade, someone was usually there at the board of trade to quote the price and make a deal. As traders, they quoted competitive prices and created smaller gaps between the buying and selling prices, shrinking what could be large swings in price. Futures took off in Chicago because, in a sense, everyone there was speculating. Hopeful businessmen constructed warehouses, railroads, homes and shops. Some built stockyards on swampland. When cholera broke out, they raised the city streets and reversed the flow of the river. Risk and opportunity were plentiful and the futures contract concentrated much of that into a financial instrument. The people who traded futures became known as speculators. The city itself briefly seemed like a losing bet. In October 1871, a fire broke out, and a story spread that a cow owned by Mrs. Catherine O'Leary kicked over a kerosene lamp and started the blaze. However it started, the fire burned down a quarter of the city, and made close to 100,000 people homeless. It also burned the building that housed the Board of Trade. All the risks taken to that point, to move to Chicago, to put time and money into trains, canals, sewers, and grain elevators, seemed for naught. But some people in Chicago sized up the city and saw a clean, albeit smoking, slate. Contracts to rebuild were signed immediately. The Board of Trade moved into a temporary home while the Chamber of Commerce building that housed it was rebuilt. Chicago would come back taller than before, out of the fire and into the skyscraper.